0: Hey, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini, mini episode.
1: <laughs> we can never decide what to call it. Is it a mini-sode? It's an, sure. It's a mini Let's do it. Um, anyways, so I had initially planned on doing a different uh, topic tonight, but then I kept seeing this story pop up, and it was something we had always you and I had talked about before. Yes. Uh, So I had decided to switch it up because it's a bit topical and it's, it's a passionate topic for both of us. Yes. So anyways, um, last week, or I think at the end of September, Jeepers Creepers three was um, sort of back in the news. It had a premiere, like a one night only kind of premiere. And it ended up grossing $1.7 million in that night because of that success um, it expanded on October 4th to more showings um, but with that success it kind of brought up um, this sort of seedy backstory of the director the writer and the director of that film and all three of the films actually Victor Salva <clears throat> so I'm going to go into it now, if you don't know. Victor Salva was born uh, March 29th, 1958, in Martinez, California. He was uh, born into a very religious family. Um, He was Catholic. His father actually abandoned the whole family after he was born, and he lived. his mom remarried, and his stepfather, surprise, surprise, was a drunk who was physically abusive. (laughs) They always are. Stepdads. I'm sure there's very good stepdads. Calm down. Um... So at, at a very young age, Salva kind of got into horror and sci-fi um, movies. And um, he actually, there was something I read that said that he had seen Jaws 55 times as a kid. Jesus. In fact, it was so often that a local newspaper reported <laughs> on his his endeavor or his achievement, I guess. Um, when he graduated high school, he had already written and directed 20 short and feature films. So I don't know what feature film would be. But I'm sure they were all pretty short. <laughs> Not to be judgmental. Because that's still a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and he worked a lot to finance these films. He had like a lot of after school jobs. But when he revealed that he was gay. His family kicked him out at the age of 18. Because his stepdad was a piece of shit. Right. Um, so in the mid 80s. He created a 37 minute short film. Called Something in the Basement which was about a young boy um, awaiting his brother's return from a bloody war. But it was a horror movie. Um, It actually won a lot of competitions. Um, It won a Sony AFI home video competition and several other awards. But um, the biggest thing that happened out of that was that he kind of caught the attention of Francis Ford Coppola, who then agreed to produce Salva's first um, major feature film called Clown House. Uh Salva was twenty eight years at the twenty-eight years old at the time. Um he cast uh a twelve year old named Nathan Winters, who was also in his uh, short film Something in the Basement. He cast him in Clownhouse. Uh Clown House is about three brothers who um, their lives transform into a waking nightmare. That was from the description when their house is occupied by psychopaths dressed as clowns. That That sounds sounds
0: awful. Really fucking scary. Yeah. So
1: clown house, not a very clever name. No. (laughs) Uh, So, but it was during the filming of clown house that, that all of the shit went down with Victor Salva. Uh, Nathan's mother, Rebecca began to suspect that something wasn't right. And, In an LA Times interview that I read, she said, Victor said I couldn't go to the set. He said, Nathan couldn't work if I was there. I just had these feelings. I confronted Nathan, and he admitted to me. He said, I have a secret, and I can't tell anyone. After she had that conversation with her son, police raided Victor's home, uh, and they found child pornography. And uh, that pornography included a homemade pornographer porno. (laughs) Sounds weird when I say that with a child, sorry, (laughs) a homemade tape that showed, sorry, I'm not laughing at this. Salva engaging in oral sex with the 12 year old boy from his movie, from his movie, the star of his movies. Uh, According to Nathan, he spent the better part of a year grooming me and my parents, developing that trust. It was very calculated and a long process as it is with most pedophiles. So in April of 19, 88 Salva pleaded guilty to five felony counts that included lewd and lascivious con- conduct oral copulation with a person under 14 and three counts of procuring um, a child for pornography. He And served, he was 28 at this point. Yeah, 30 28 29 at this point, yeah. So he was sentenced to prison for 3 years. Uh while he was in prison, Clownhouse actually premiered, it still premiered at Sundance. Wow. Uh and he did not have a good time in prison as most pedophiles yeah. don't usually have no. a good time. Uh, he was, um, allegedly beaten by, beyond recognition. Uh, he actually told the San Jose Mercury news that, um, I was never more scared or closer to death than I was in prison. I received no therapy there. Prisons are not places for rehabilitation or learning to understand yourself or your actions. They're monster factories. I don't doubt that that's true. Uh, And I do think if someone's in there for three years, they should probably work a little harder (laughs) to rehabilitate them, if at all possible, or at least get them on this path towards... I mean, it's one thing if they're there for life, like, whatever, right? But if they know they're releasing them in three years to not do anything... The whole prison system's a mess in general. It is a mess, right. So Winter's family actually did sue the producers of the movie, which was Commercial Pictures, Coppola's film company. Uh, I think they sued for $5 million, but they ended up only getting about over $100,000. While he was in prison, he Salva did write five scripts, uh, and one of which was a movie called Powder. Um, so after he got out of prison, he didn't work for a while. Um, he worked like as a telemarketer and nothing, you know, very small time kind of jobs. He, uh, like I said, he had written scripts. And what he would do is he'd start delivering them to well-known producers while posing as a delivery boy. He did have a few, f- he, I think he had a few films. One was called The Nature of the Beast, which was a direct video mystery horror film. And then he got his first big studio picture, Powder, picked up and that was in 1995. If you don't know Powder, it's the tale of an albino boy <laughs> with special powers. Which
0: I loved that movie. You love Powder. powder right? I love Powder. And you it's know It's such
1: a weird freaking movie. It's so
0: weird. Um it was it, it, uh, if you've seen Powder, you probably like Powder or you have not I mean it, It's like I, a it's stupid and it's a ridiculous But it pulls premise. on your heartstrings. It does pull on your heartstrings and Sean Patrick Flannery as Powder that's the main character Sorry, i don't can't. know if, i don't remember if his name is actually his name powder. cannot be
1: powder right <laughs> i mean maybe that's like the kids like hey powder which is <laughs> not even a good insult he's very much dressed like a, a berlin
0: hipster in the movie he wears like he um, kind of
1: looks like handsome spongebob no i'm just <laughs> no, he's handsome spongebob you don't know who's handsome spongebob who's that i'm gonna put up a, a side-by-side <laughs> you don't please remember when do. spongebob gets handsome okay i'm not having this conversation i sound like an idiot uh
0: can i just say though can yeah. i just make a note about the movie powder um of i course. just found out
1: please love points you know, about powder
0: <laughs> this movie is dear to my it was dear to my heart Uh uh-huh. um i watched powder for the first time actually like five years after it came out i was really sick like the sickest i've ever been like at that point in my life like i had like some kind of crazy flu where like I, I thought I was going to fucking die. I was sick for like seven days straight and like to the point where my eyes were like black and blue, like it was really gnarly. Right. It was really bad. And I just remember like after like three days of this like crazy fucking illness that I had watching powder in bed with my mom and just fucking sobbing throughout the whole movie. Cause my immune system was so weakened and I right. was like, like, he has issues, too. Like, I I don't know why, but, like, that movie just always had this special place in my heart because, like, I watched it when I was in such a fucking vulnerable state. And it's such a, like, Disney schmaltzy kind of heartwarming right. it's movie. It's a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie. But I didn't find out about this director until a couple of years ago on t- fucking Twitter of all places when James... Fritz and you and me and Joe Wagner probably were all out replying each other. And someone was like, hey, guys, I have bad news. We're all talking about the movie Powder for (laughs) some reason. Because it was like an in-joke with us for a while. And somebody posted a link. And it fucking, I was so angry. You didn't
1: know until that moment? I didn't know until that moment. I didn't know that. I knew. Uh, And I will tell you why I knew. Because I do remember when that movie came out. Did you see it when it came out? Uh, No, I didn't. I saw it like five years later. Okay. I remember when the movie came out. Because that was where all of the revelations about his past child uh, sexual abuse came out right when that movie Like, was I remember released.
0: the trailers. I remember it coming out, but I was right. also
1: nine when it came out. Right. So it was a pretty big story, though. Um, so that's where I first heard about who he was. And I remember the movie coming out, and I didn't see the movie then uh and uh, the thing that i overwhelmingly remember was the story that he was a child molester right uh, so anyways the guy um nathan winter who was his victim actually showed up at i don't know if it was the premiere but it was a big screening of powder that was actually in westwood and he showed up with a bunch of his friends and picketed the event holding up signs that said victor salva writer director child molester and support the victim not the victimizer wow he had a leaflet that he was handing out that said please don't spend your money on this movie it would just go to the to line the pockets of a child molester um but uh powder actually opened on 1500 screens nationwide and i think it did pretty well like I think it earned, like, $30 million its mm-hmm. first weekend, which, you know, this is a while ago, so that was pretty good for a movie called Powder. <laughs> uh, Winters said he was in awe that Disney, of all all places, would hire someone like this. That's what was so right. shocking to me. He said, I can't believe Sal- Salva is allowed to work with children again. He should never be allowed around children ever again. Right. Uh, The producer of the film was named Roger Burnham. And he. this is like where there's sort of like a he said, he said. Uh, Roger says that he was tipped off about Salva's history halfway through Powders filming and confronted him on it. Although Salva Salva says that everyone knew up front about his past, which I kind of believe. I kind of believe him.
0: Well, no. I mean, how would you... I don't know. How would you not know that and also knowing...
1: And I just picture producers being so scummy and that's being what like I'm only pissed when they got caught. It's like, like knowing what right. we know within yeah. the industry. Um, so then Birnbaum tries to like make it better. He says, once I found out, key production people were told to keep an eye out for anything. Thanks. Wow. Uh, Casalva was not removed from the project. The producer also said that he could not state definitively whether all Um, Others in the youthful cast were 18 or older. At the time, Variety also reported that two crew members said Salva hung around minors employed as extras. The children were invited to sit in the director's chair, and Salva frequently lunched with them, according to one crew member. Um, After the sort of scandal went down, Caravan Pictures, which was the subsidiary of Disney that released the film said that he paid for his crime, he paid his debt to society. What happened 8 years ago has nothing to do with this movie. Francis Ford Coppola also released a statement because everyone's just started tying things all together at this point, and he called Salva a talented young director. Uh, you know what there's lots of talented young directors <laughs> out there. Right. I mean, it's kind of like what we're going through this week where it's like talent I mean, it's the age old thing, right? Right. What I mean, I'm not saying Salva is up there with Woody Allen or Roman Polanski or anything like that. But it's like, well, what is the line we're drawing here? Like, what is it? Is it more important that we get another movie out of this person? Right. Or what is your line? It's like, oh, that person was convicted. Or, I mean, we all know people in power don't often get convicted of things they did. Or there isn't enough evidence right. sometimes but to prove sexual crimes. but this guy was
0: actually in prison yeah. for it. There is no...
1: And I think, yeah. So Salva also re- released a statement at this time. Uh, how deeply I regret my actions. I paid for my mistakes dearly. Now, nearly 10 years later, I am excited about my work as a filmmaker and look forward to continuing to make a positive contribution to our industry. Of course, uh, I've already mentioned um, that Nathan was protesting. His mom also was vowing to kind of fight, you know, this registered sex offender having a successful Hollywood career.
0: I mean, can you imagine being... (laughs) The victim of such a heinous crime. I mean, it's kind of what everyone's going
1: through right now. It is. This week where it's like you can say something and no one cares because there's money to be made. Right. Or this is a big Hollywood producer or director or whoever it is at the moment. And no
0: justice gets served. Right. And to see somebody, I mean, I went through it myself this past week um, with someone who was abusing myself and countless other women um, in our industry sort of still working within the industry and to have to see that person like this was on such a small scale and this right was so like
1: it just makes you feel but
0: it makes you feel so hopeless and so helpless right. and so powerless and
1: but nothing matters right that people can treat you horribly and, and they're gonna make comp- money and it doesn't and then it also plays on your idea like oh should we forgive people like should we you know what i mean right like, it's, it's just a, it's a messed up thing um So the mom released a statement also at this time. She said, I can't believe it. It makes me sick. I'm not going to stand by. He should not be allowed to live his life as if nothing happened. Uh, So that was the hubbub with powder. But so even after that, he continues to make films. He made a film called
0: Beauty Should Be Good For You. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Beauty Counter, See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Hollywood to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash Hollywood.
1: Rights of passage in 1999. That was also a coming of age thriller about a homophobic father who unwittingly pushes his gay son into the arms of, psych- of a psychotic killer. I mean, other than the fact that it's directed by a child molester, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, right. seriously, this guy's working through some issues in his film, right? Right. Um, around the time of that film release, Salva is still like on the apology tour. Right. He said, I think Studio exec saying he'll never work again was all for show. My god, if they were to take the arrest records of every filmmaker or actor, they'd have to shut this town down. Let's face it. Anybody can work here who makes money. But <laughs> so that's a what? remarkably true statement though that coming is from truth. him. And it
0: and you know it, just because that's true doesn't mean that that's right.
1: No, that's but whole- his point I thought is pretty good. Like let's look into everybody. Like he got busted right? and I'm not saying he deserves to work. No. But it is true how I feel like like everyone right now is piling onto Harvey Weinstein, correct? But he's and rightfully not the only so. one. But it's like, well, what's going on? There's still all these other people no one's talking about who will yes. be Harvey Weinstein in five years, probably.
0: Somebody tweeted something like that that was chilling, absolutely chilling. They said, who's going to be the person in 2037 who no one wanted to talk about right now? Right.
1: Who's it? It's true.
0: Uh, and it is true and it's infuriating as a woman to well, because you
1: want to have sympathy for people not reporting but at the same time it's like we can't rely on men to do it clearly no they're we not have gonna to, do it i don't know what the solution is i don't
0: either that's why i like all female hollywood reboot whole thing just just women <laughs> making films yeah
1: um so in 2001 salva wrote the first uh wrote and directed the first jeepers creeper which was a huge fucking hit it it actually had the largest Labor Day box office ever at the time. Yeah. Uh, he followed that up with Jeepers Creepers 2 in 2003. And that also broke uh, the old record. It broke the old Labor Day record that he he broke with lab- the first Jeepers Creepers. Right. Um, so... I think in 2006, he had another movie come out. It was an independent film called Peaceful Warrior. And he released another public plea for forgiveness. Wow. Uh, This one was, I pled guilty to a terrible crime and I spent the rest of my life trying to make up for it for almost 20 years. I've been involved with helping others. I've been in therapy. I've been in movies. I paid my debt to society and apologized to the young man. And all I can hope is that people will give me a chance to redeem myself.
0: I mean, it's just so... You know what? You don't get to make movies anymore, and you don't get to be around children anymore, and you don't get to, to, to profit off of this anymore. It's very tricky,
1: though, because at the same time, you want to think, well, what's people's incentive to rehabilitate themselves if they know they'll right. never have a life? I don't know. Like, Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I don't think he has to be a filmmaker. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, you don't get to be a and filmmaker. And he doesn't get to be uh, directing You don't get to be children. publicly celebrated. And then, as we're going to see in this next uh, section is he really rehabilitated? (laughs) Like, right. I mean, I don't know. It's questionable. So,
0: well, uh, my whole argument is that I don't think you should be able to be in the public sphere like that because it is damaging to the victims to have to see their assailant be elevated in such a way. And
1: also maybe sex crimes just don't get enough time. Like they don't. Uh, because you don't die, but your life is over as you do right. it. So in 2016, Salva began casting Jeepers Creepers 3. Because as we said before, if they keep making money, it doesn't really matter what your criminal history is. Right. Uh, the movie was set to begin filming in Vancouver. So they were actually casting up in Vancouver. Uh, and that's when the local actors union up there um, actually kind of protested because he sent out a really sketch casting call for the film according to the bulletin that was posted by the um canadian actors union uh he sent out a bulletin that was seeking an 18 year old actress for the role of addison who at the age of 13 had been sent to live with her grandmother after her stepfather started making overtures towards her so it's about a woman who a girl who was molested by her uh step that's what the film is about essentially or that's one of the roles i don't know what the f- no it's it's a jeepers creepers three so one of the characters no, that's what i meant. Has, that, yeah okay i don't know uh what the premise of the movie is but i guess it's horror mm-hmm. uh, i'm not that being molested by your stepfather it is horror trust me <laughs> um so after that came out the canadian union sent out um, a press release or, or something that said, it has recently come to our attention that a casting breakdown has gone out for a feature film called Jeepers Creepers 3 and that the director of the film, Victor Salva, was convicted of sexual misconduct in 1988. The conviction allegedly resulted from misconduct involving a minor who Mr. Salva was directing at the time. At this time, we would like to remind our members that, and their agents that under article blah bitty, bloop 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 of the Blah Blah Blah, a performer has the right to refuse work if they believe that the nature of the work is unsafe. After they did that, the casting website actually removed the posting and released a statement saying, upon learning of this notice and our own verification of the facts around Mr. Salva's conviction, Breakdown Services has removed this project from our files and all submissions made to any agent are no longer available to the casting directors or any members of the production staff. Because of that, they basically moved the production out of Vancouver and down to Baton Rouge in America because mm. we love, we don't do anything about things right. in America. We just let it happen. And the film began shooting. So basically he's up there trying to once again cast children to to perform roles that are sort of weirdly dicey, dicey molesty. And I, I mean at this point I'm kind of surprised people don't know that people are still finding out. But I don't know, maybe it's just such an old story. Right. So That wasn't the end of the controversy with Jeepers Creepers 3. Change.org actually petitioned a boycott of the movie. um, And this petition basically said things along the lines of the the profits from the movie will line the pockets of a pedophile. Monsters belong on the screen, not behind the camera. They also urged other members of the horror movie community to take a stand and spread the word to people to not watch this film and we actually know a guy who was doing that on right. Twitter he's a film um, reviewer and etc he's a great guy but I don't know if he wants me to mention his name uh, so anyways the movie um, once it was sort of about to be released Nathan Winters the victim also issued a statement where he reconfirmed or you know relayed the new the um, past story that Salva had molested him actually from uh, for six years of his childhood. Because if you remember, he did the initial film, the oh. short film before he did uh, the Clown House feature. So it was actually we we initially only knew about the one incident yeah. or th- during the filming. so apparently, it was going on for a very long time. Um, in August, the Jeepers Creepers three September premiere was actually canceled. Um, And Winters actually, I don't know why he did this, but he actually said, I didn't ever want that to happen. I wasn't looking to get the movie canceled. I want everyone to make their own decisions on whether to see something by a pedophile or to not see uh, something by a pedophile. Wait,
0: he called himself a pedophile?
1: No, he was saying, I want... This is the guy Nathan. The oh, victim. right, right, right. He's okay. saying, I didn't want the movie to get canceled. He wasn't saying, I want to go that far. He's like, I feel like people should have freedom of choice. They just need on to. Whether, know. But I just want them to have the information. Sorry right. if that was unclear. Um, he also said, which I think is pretty noble, he's like, it's not our intention to stop him from working. Uh, we just want everyone to know the truth. And it's true. Like, you can't. People need right. to earn a living, and, but not as a film director. Yeah. Uh, so. As I said earlier, it eventually made its way into theaters. And that's when critics actually, so, f- so people finally got their first look of it. All of this is based before anyone had even seen the movie. And I think this is where our friend really started going after it. Because once you see yes. a little bit about what the movie is, uh, okay. in a review in IndieWire, that's the only one I'm going to kind of go into here, uh, this is what they have to say about the movie. Jeepers Creepers 3 does not depict any kind of child molestation, but it does include one moment where two characters are discussing why Addison no longer lives with her stepfather. One of the two characters is romantically interested in Addison and seems to understand why her stepfather would make overtures on her. Can you blame him, though? I mean, look at her. The Whoa. character says, the heart wants what it wants. Am I right? Um, so apparently that joke or whatever... that That was was cut from the movie but it completely shows an utter lack of understanding of the wrong like you would think if you had been convicted of this and are always being dogged by it as far you would stay as far right like
0: you wouldn't want to make any references to anything that could be possibly about child molestation
1: right so i mean child molestation is a big part of this movie uh, with that character storyline, at least. So, I mean, that's pretty much the end of it. That's hap- this is all happening right now because the movie is sort of out and people are still going to see it. I mean, it, it, yeah. I said before it earned a million dollars in it's limited release that one right. night. Um, he's currently in a pre-production for another feature Bird. film. Wow. And there's uh, no one knows what it's about in an, or if it stars a child. So, Here's the thing. That's the, that's the end. When that's you make, where we are.
0: When you make movies, you're probably going to be around children at some point. If you're a filmmaker and working closely with children. I, I feel like if you're a convicted pedophile or even there's rumors about you being a pedophile, you don't get to be a filmmaker. Pick another fucking profession. Well, you
1: can finance your own stuff. You don't have but to yeah. have Disney do it. Right. Like... I don't know, but it's like, what is, what leg does Hollywood have to stand on? Like Roman Polanski earned an Oscar after he raped a 13 year old girl in the late seventies. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's really unbelievable. I mean, it's just, I I mean, it's like, can you even imagine like a woman loses her career if a sex tape comes out? That's like a consensual. Right. I mean, not anymore, I guess. But like back in the day, a woman would lose everything. Yeah. Just like a nude photo is coming out or oh, like yeah. when Vanessa Williams was in Playboy or Penthouse, whatever. She,
0: yeah, she couldn't be Miss USA anymore whatever right. the fuck that was. It's it's ridiculous. But I feel like even now today, women still are held to the same standards where it's like you get one chance. Like, well, you know, there's also women can make one bad film and they'll never well, get Well, even to Harvey Weinstein again. I saw
1: today where he's like, I'm going to fight to get my second chance. It's like, I think I tweeted something where it's like, no. So what if we say no, are you going to force us? Like, like <laughs> right. you forcing days are fucking over. Like right. you're not in charge anymore and your power is gone. Like, yes. So I don't know. It's definitely an interesting topic. And obviously I have like an invested, a vested interest and I don't like child abusers. <laughs> like, right. But at the same time, part of me is like, okay, well, what do we do? Right. You can't, you can't, as much as I don't want, as much as I want them to be in prison for the rest of their lives and not have any life, they do get out. And then what do we do? What do we do with them? So, I I don't know. I
0: do, I do think it is important to spread information about a person so that everyone has the information as far and wide as possible. Um,
1: And I have even said, there was some, you know, the, I believe it's Megan's law. Yeah. The mother who got that law, put into action she actually has regrets about the law because she really? feels like it's not the one where you're on the sex registry even if you're a teenager fucking oh, another teenager yeah like it's very easy to she right. has regrets because she thinks it's gone too far right so I feel like it is an area where we think we've solved some things but I feel like it's still we still
0: have work to do on that we have work to do on I a lot of things <laughs> especially if you pee in public you should not be a sex right offender. and I, I
1: think it's like something we've talked about before it's like you diminished the real stuff when you yes. make it too broad. Do you know what I mean? Like right. someone who pees in public is not the same as a grandfather who molests their grandchild. Right. Like let's get They're real They're a here. drunk person. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But yeah, it's a complicated issue. I'm
0: hoping that we're at a point right now where because this past week um, in our industry in Hollywood was so
1: explosive with, it does seem like a tipping point. That's what i But I'm, I'm wondering. I feel like until I see other people being called out other than Weinstein, I'm not hopeful. Because right. I feel like right now we're all focusing on that, and everyone feels safe punching him. Because we're all. But it's focusing. like, what about the people who are still in power? Those are the. That's where I feel like the tipping point is going to come. I want to see people taken down before we know. Me too. So. And
0: the other thing that made me that was another really. There were there were so many good things said by women on Twitter this week, and one of the other things I liked that was so true was she said, I don't know who the author of it was, but I did retweet it at some point. She said that, you know, no woman wants to be the first one to come forward because the first one always gets dragged. Like the first one always pays the price. Right. It's easy when you're the second, or you're third. the second or third or fourth. So it's like, it, it is tough. It's like, and we can't rely on men to come forward about stuff because they don't right. have a good track record. I try to be forward.
1: sensitive because I'm, I'm a loudmouth bitch and I will <laughs> fucking do it. Like, right.
0: But, like you were, you, Desi was such a good friend to me <laughs> this last week,
1: naming a person. I just feel like I know that I'm not the normal person who's been victimized yeah i don't know why i'm the way i am so it's like hard for me because i'm like i'll do it for you like tell me <laughs> like, right, right i'll help you but i know it has to be them and it's yeah. like their story and they, and they want you but and I just i'm like, feel like diet
0: desi in that way i still i'm still very much um more i think um i have a lot more fears to overcome myself and there's nothing wrong with having it's like a perfectly normal human response right. to it
1: no when i say i'm not that way it's not a criticism no i'm just like broken and sometimes it works out the the exception not the rules well i'm just saying sometimes my damage works in a positive way (laughs) (laughs) there's like four things about me that worked out
0: totally i get that i relate to that one of them is she's really good in bed she don't give a fuck but Um. yeah
1: so i don't know i don't know it's tricky it's tricky okay thanks all right bye guys bye